Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 14th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Southern Utah officially names former Nevada AD Doug Nuth as the Thunderbirds' next AD. SUU President Mindy Benson, Doug has extensive experience as a leader in intercollegiate athletics. His focus on students and his coaching team is clear from the educational and professional opportunities he provides through his leadership and the accolades they have received. Doug has the drive to lead and grow Thunderbird athletics while supporting the student-athletes, coaches and staff. Maine formally announces Miami, Ohio, Deputy AD-Chief of Staff Jude Kelly as its new AD. Starting January 30, UMaine President Joan Farini Mundy, this is such an extraordinary time for UMaine Athletics and the state of Maine. The $90 million challenge grant from the Harold Alfond Foundation, the high-caliber coaches and support staff, and the tremendous roster of talented student-athlete leaders are just a few of the many reasons we are excited for the future of UMaine Athletics. We look forward to Jude's leadership in Division I athletics and in fundraising as the athletics master plan. At Maine's flagship R1 University advances our institutional commitment to inclusion, community building, and serving the state of Maine. Killy will earn $250,000 annually over the five-year contract. Collegiate Sports Associates assisted with the search. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren sat down with D1 ticker slash connects Brian Fisher at last week's. SBJ Intercollegiate Athletics Forum Of note from Warren on conference expansion, I expected it to go in that direction, even when I was interviewing for the job. And now, to go from New York to Chicago to Los Angeles, three of the largest media television markets, I think it signals the direction of where college athletics is going. As for advice for the new NCAA president, the biggest advice would be to be a good listener. To be willing to be a disruptor in the overall sports industry and to really be a creative person, who recognizes the importance of revenue generation, but is willing to take the long-term approach. Someone who is tough, who is gritty, who is smart and who understands all the business and legal implications. The pair also discuss the changing of the CEO guard within the league and how it impacts Warren's job, plus more. NJ Advance Media's Steve Politi examines the shifting dynamics and long-term cultural challenges at Rutgers, after former Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney called for Scarlet Knights supporters to step up their contributions. Rutgers is hundreds of millions of dollars behind other Big Ten institutions in its developmental process. It's pretty darn obvious to me that, what's the right word for it? There is not an appreciation for what Rutgers has had and what others have not had as history unfolded. Philanthropically, it has to be addressed in development and support. And their fans are going to have to come together and act like Big Ten fans, support, give, because you just can't show up when the team is 8-2. The state must come together. I think that it's clear Rutgers doesn't have the support that exists in other places in the Big Ten. And that's tough. If recent competitive success is going to continue and grow, there's got to be continued investment. It's hard, and it's not an easy time to do it. We've had recessions and we may be on the cusp of one here. It's not easy, but there tend to be more long-term cultural challenges and transformational challenges for a university and its supporters than it does competitively. Arizona's long dance with the IRP finally comes to a close stemming from the men's basketball FBI allegations from years ago. Here are the goods, former head coach Sean Miller, now leading Xavier's program, will not face any sanctions other than the vacation of 50-ish wins from his ledger. 
Former assistant coach Book Richardson gets a 10-year show cause and fellow former assistant coach Mark Phelps with a two-year show cause. The Wildcats had already self-imposed and will pay a $5,000 fine, plus 1% of its average men's basketball budget. Lead One unveils its FBS governance proposal, the result of a seven-month process with input from over 100 FBS ADs, all FBS commissioners and college football playoff executive director Bill Hancock. The two recommendations include creating an FBS football governing board more closely aligned with FBS conferences, and creating an FBS football COO position, similar to NCAA SVP of basketball Dan Gavitt's role for hoops. On the first recommendation, the new NCAA board would consist of one representative from each FBS conference, one AFCA rep, for independent directors that include at least two former student-athletes, and, decide all matters related to FBS football except for academic, student-athlete financial aid-slash-benefit rules, and decisions deemed to materially impact the NCAA, including financial, health and safety, and other risk factors, amongst possible other important decisions, which should be subject to NCAA Division I Board of Directors Oversight. Of note, if there is a failure in the implementation of these recommendations, Lead One is in favor of examining options for such decision-making outside of the NCAA. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Wednesday, December 14th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.